You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. News team, assemble! Bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Presented by the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew. Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are back in full strength for another edition of the unofficial 40 podcast. That's right. All the uh, key actors are in place. We have uh, Eddie Radosevich, Bob Prisbillo. Uh, myself in studio, and now uh, I can mute him. I can I can just <laughs> I can turn him off because we have uh, half, we're halfway to our new setup uh, here at the podcast. It's going to make everything uh, more enjoyable to listen to because uh, Josh McQuistion joining us via satellite, sort of IP uh, from uh, Houston, stu- uh, which will be officially Studio B here maybe by this weekend. I guess we still have to talk about that. Welcome, Josh. Let everyone hear your wonderful voice. Uh- yeah, you know, I'm a little afraid. Um, a, you guys sound a lot more attractive now than you usually do. So congratulations on that. This is that's all this we is have a whole new world for sounding me. attractive. It's the only thing yeah, I have well, going in my life right now. That's all I have going for me. Sure, sure. The silky smooth sounds of Sooner Scoop. We are uh, strongly in the middle of spring practices, uh, spring football. There at just about the halfway point, I guess. Um, today will officially will officially go over the halfway point with their eighth practice. So, uh, seven practices in, we got to talk to the defense on Monday. We'll get to talk to the offense uh, today. They've had a scrimmage. I think it might be. Uh, I don't know. It, I mean, what was interesting is when we were there on Monday, like all the coaches had gone up into the press box because uh, they were all coming down at the end of practice. So they ran like a scrimmage uh, without the coaches on the field and calling in plays and all that stuff. So that was kind of interesting, but I've kind of been told that Lincoln doesn't want to do as much scrimmaging uh, throughout these 15 practices because they had one official, uh, one major scrimmage. They'll have the red and white scrimmage. Uh, And I don't know, maybe it's because of all the teaching that's going on. And that would be something interesting to ask him about today. But uh, guys, you really get the impression talking to Alex Grinch this week, there's a lot of learning, a lot of ups, a lot of downs going on in camp right now. A little bit of work to do is basically uh, the easy, nice way to put it. Uh, the blunt way to put it from what we heard on, what was that, Monday from Alex Grinch? These guys aren't any good. That's kind of what I took out of it. And that's kind of probably more of a blunt way to say it. But We kind of knew that, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, that's why they were ranked 129th in the country last year in pass defense. But, you know, I, I think a little bit has to do with them being thin in the secondary. Uh I think it, it is kind of interesting, and Bob, you we wrote the story. You wrote the story maybe a day too early, but the Patrick Fields development is kind of interesting in the in the at safety as well as Deller and Turner. Yell, I mean, I those are kind of the two guys right now at the safety position that are kind of the talk of the, I don't know, talk of the camp. 
on the defensive side? There's a couple things that you're wondering coming off that. One, is it because they only had one year under Mike Soups and Kerry Cooks, or not even a full a full year? And then two, is that just how bad the secondary is that those guys are pop are popping up? Or can they actually be difference makers? I never thought Patrick Fields would play meaningful downs. He kind of proved us wrong in Texas in the Orange Bowl, and now it seems he's got the confidence. When we talked to him last week, that dude believes he belongs out there. Uh, let's start, is this racist early? Um I that's kind of why like a guy like Ty Arman is is someone I'm intrigued by because you have all these guys that are coming. It's you can say it, yeah because he's white. Is that why, Carrie? But like you know, is he like a Matt McCoy type? Is he no? A guy, I'll say it. I'm interested that, because he is. Yes, he is. That white. can come in and not just just learn a defense and and like you know figure it out. I mean, like we all thought Buki was that guy. <laughs> And then it, he wasn't that guy, and he's still the biggest enigma in this program. And it still doesn't look like if they had to start someone today, it wouldn't be yeah, Buki. I don't think Buki's in the starting lineup right now. I kind of, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I got, I read this wrong, but I kind of thought that he, he was the first name that came up when they talked nickel. Trey, Trey no. Norwood, Trey Norwood, nickel. Trey Norwood would would be. Okay, after the first and game, think, and Trey Norwood gets burnt the entire well, they, time. Yeah. I think Buki <laughs> would play. Trey Norwood might be the only guy that actually. Does his job on a consistent no, I, basis? I say now, that Trey Brown told us he's the one that has the most turnovers this this spring. Trey Norwood, yeah. So I mean, he's a black guy. Uh, he he's smart. I mean, he gets the defense. But like, how do you fit, checks and, every box? By the way, coach's kid, coach's son, white kid. Yeah, safety fast. Uh, I'm just I thinking Matt McCoy. Yeah, Matt McCoy. He just didn't go to Jinx. <laughs> um. Is he, Golly, can we confirm hard worker? I Jim, mean, just every Jim white Rat, stereotype we can get put Jim, yeah, Jim Rat, Rat on there? for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know. He I mean, golfs. We've all seen him golf. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I just, but it's not just because he's white, but like, I guess Patrick Fields kind of fits it, but everybody calls him Pat now. Like, it's just, that's not a very masculine name for a football player. I'd rather be Patrick. Patrick's kind of boyish, though. Patrick's got it's distinguished. I know, I know a couple Pats. One's a pretty good golfer too. I just haven't known a Pat. I, I played baseball with a Pat, and he was kind of a candy ass. I had a great, a great Sorry, aunt named Pat. He's a big OU fan. I hope he's not listening. This podcast. I have an uncle named Pat. I don't think I, I've. Anytime I call him Patrick, I'm either drinking or just being obnoxious. I don't Probably. know. What, I mean, what a be, stupid tangent to go on. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, no, Patrick Fields is a guy that seems like he is that reliable type. Like, yes. you put him out on the field and he's not going to screw up. You can't say that about Robert Barnes. You can't say that about Buki. You can't say that about anybody. I mean, Pardell Motley kind of does his job. He just can't always do it. What you can't say right now about Robert Barnes, Chance Sylvie, and Jordan Parker is that they can stay healthy. Yeah. It's not just one injury. These and guys I- are... Missing multiple days and multiple spring practices, it, I don't know if you can ever seriously count on those guys always being ready to go. And we did kind of learn that Delarian Turner Yell is the big hitter. I mean, like that's Caleb Kelly told us that the other day. Uh, he's a big hitter, but you, 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 nobody uses the word. He's very consistent. You know, alongside, yeah. it's just like he happens to knock the shit out of people every once in a while. And I would say though that I would add maybe like an asterisk. Next to all the point or asterisk. the asterisks 
<laughs> Close. That uh, when, when talking Act, about Grinch, if, if he had four Jim Thorpe winners in the secondary, he seems like the type of guy, though, that would probably find reasons to be to negative apart, about how yeah. they're playing. Like, sure, I, yeah. I just think that's how he is. I, that's kind of how he's wired from what we've been able to tell. Monday was kind of depressing, though. That, oh, no, was, he came in and was like, basically like, they have a long way to go. Well, here, here, uh, here, here is Alex Grinch on Monday. See, too many buttons to push. Here's Alex Grinch. And I think probably too, too, too much right now that, you know, when the ball is snapped, and the, the the anticipation of making a play just is not there for enough guys. I think being content with uh, maybe being in the right place um, is, is uh, you know, too, too much of a. Um, a standard, and then that obviously you can't play great defense doing that. You know, if you're not going to make the play, who is? Now obviously, you got to do it in, in, in the structure of the things we're asking you to do, but uh, we need more guys thinking that way and then having the anticipation at the snap. No, uh, and here, Eddie, this is kind of what you go along. He talked about what you were talking about, which goes along with the, you know, he's always going to find something that he's not happy with. It's never fixed, you're never there. It's never, you know, when, when you're, you're, you're trying to establish a standard. You know, if it's great, then you want tomorrow to be, uh, you know, greater. I mean, it, you know, if, it, if, it's, if it's good, you want it to be great. If it's great, you want it to be elite. And that, that yeah. never goes away. Yeah. We never say we got it. Um, and, and, you know, right now, the kind of, um, you know, to that point, I think when we, we've had a good days defensively and excited that we've had good days, it, it, that, that's, a, that's a good feeling. You can build on those things. Through seven days, to, to sit here and tell you we've had some good days is an exciting thing to mention to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, subsequently, I, I don't know that we, we put a lot of one days into two days, you know, uh, and, and kind of the, the domino effect, if you will, stacking chips on the one on top of another. there. So um, in any event, uh, no, it takes time. Um, you're never there. And, uh, and it'll be something that will uh, continue to be something we're working all, all through all through fall, all through the season. How much did we talk about that last year? Like they would have a good game defensively. And it could never, it never snowballed. Like they never built any momentum on the defensive side of the ball. They would, one day they were, you know, really good. The next day they sucked. I mean, it was like, it was unbelievable. But that, that's like, that's just the personality, I think, of this group of people that play defense for the University of Oklahoma. And that, that's something that we Do you think that's part of the. Uh... Oh, go ahead, Bob. Go, go ahead, Josh. No, I, I was going to say, do you think that's part of the appeal of a guy like Patrick Fields? Like, Patrick Fields may not be flashy. He may not do all the, like, uh, again, almost opposite of Turner Yell. But at the same time, I would guess every single snap, Alex Grinch and company know what they're getting from Pat Fields. Well, it's, it's, it's the argument of why can't OU play defense like these other schools that don't have as much talent? You know why? Because their players are a bunch of inconsistent son of a whatever i mean like yes i mean kansas state can play defense better than oklahoma because they have disciplined players that actually do the same thing over and over that the coaches are telling them to do and that's why i'm wondering if the internal leadership takes a leap this year we've been sort of wondering that the last couple of years and then and you they look, had no real leadership they haven't so maybe now guys like caleb kelly neville gallimore who weren't quite ready or weren't put in position to be those type of guys in the last couple of years, maybe now under Grinch, it's bringing out the best in them, and they can be those type of leaders that bring out consistency in the entire group. This defense last year was kind of like, uh, 
um, a group of villains in a Brian Bosworth movie. Just had really bad leadership. The guy that spoke for them. You'd have to watch a Brian was a Bosworth moron. Movie. Stone Cold is American Stone treasure, Cold. Eddie. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> well, I can't think of what's another. I mean, like it's it's kind of like Point Break. I mean, like you know, a group of idiots that are going around robbing, trying to rob banks. The, I mean, their leader last year really was Curtis Bolton. He was the vocal leader of that team. And he was like a, you know, literally a redheaded stepchild. Well, I don't know if he has. I'm sure his parents are still married. I'm not going there. But I mean, like, you know, he's that was, in the is this racist segment? He was. I think so. That might have been a racist assumption. <laughs> he no. I mean, redheaded step. You don't usually think a black guy is redheaded. <laughs> no, you don't. But yeah, Blake that's Griffin and you so, had Curtis Bolton. That was that's what was so unique about Bolton was the fact that he still tried to fight Mike Stoops at halftime <laughs> and he was redheaded. <laughs> Oh God! No, you're you're right though. It it was they just didn't have. It was no one believed in Kenneth Murray last it year. It was like well no that one. and it just everything from the start of the year I think was kind of one of those things that okay maybe they're going to be better and then everybody saw that they weren't and the Army game happened and then you know obviously the Texas game happened and it kind of snowballed and then obviously that nobody. Nobody believed in what they were doing on that de- on the defense side of the ball. It is kind of funny that you know the guy that was put in charge of the defense at the end of the year after Mike left. I don't feel like he has. I don't know. Maybe we're harping on, or I'm harping on a subject that's not really there. But I feel like Ruffin's just there. Yeah. Like this is Grinch's thing. He's- yeah, he's just there with Ryan Jones and Mark and and Mark Jackson, and that that's really about it. <laughs> I mean, sir, if you watch, I, Ruffin, I was t- I'm not, my pictures the other day. Like Ryan Jones is talking to Roy Manning the entire time. Like Ruffin is not. It's so awkward because those guys are so high energy, Grinch and Manning and uh, even Odom. But like Ruffin is like he is like just. I don't want to say something horrible because I'm fat, but I mean he is not useless but he just seems that way it's like what are you doing out here like where do you fit in in this it's like i don't think those players can even identify with him yeah with this with this changeover in staff i, I mean, think they can we, identify with with tibbs we've talked about it before but i i think that he plays a part within the program that i don't think you're gonna see show up on saturdays is that fair to say i'll be honest i didn't even notice him monday when we were out there shooting I didn't either. What I did notice was that Ronnie Perkins wasn't working with him now. That Ronnie's moved back to with Tibbs. Tibbs. Yep. Yeah. I just think it's so hard to take anything that we see out there during that 20 minutes and really base any idea off of it, if that yeah, makes sense. It's true, because I was watching Tibbs in the line. I was trying to think, okay, who's the first three? Who's the second three? And you keep alternating, and it's not really worth pinpointing oh it was that guy that ran the first time it's the first ones up it, i mean everybody's gone through a practice yeah you don't necessarily they're not it's like i couldn't get Eric's. all right first team here second team here and third team here i was getting so pissed off because like eric swinson was taking every rep and blocking the quarterbacks every time i tried to take a photo i was like yeah. why is eric swinson in with every team like i can't tell what's going on like and Jalen Hurts was just standing over there by Lincoln while Mordecai and, and Schaefer were running the offense. I was like, what's going on? Like, it I felt can't like tell whenever Hurts was out there, they did a running play. 
And then when Schaefer was the guy, they'd let Tanner throw it. It's it's good from a video standpoint, and I appreciate that we're allowed to go out there, especially Absolutely. the second yeah. time. Yeah, but awesome. Absolutely. The, I, I, I mean, just, getting to see a guy like Austin Stogner in person. Yeah, like times. that's that's perfect. Or Braden Willis or whoever. It's seeing them is more important than actually like, oh, well, this guy was out there first or this guy was out there second. The one thing about Stogner, I know, I don't know if we were talking about this or if this was a board discussion. Um, he's a giant man, and you, you can't help but look a little gangly. Like, and he's not a fluid guy. I mean, because you're that big and you have limbs that long. The only comparison I can make is like Gronkowski. Like, he was gangly, and when he was younger, and you know, just awkward. And when you're that big, you're not going to be like Mark Andrews is a freak. When yeah. You in comparison, and even Grant Calcaterra is a little freakish, and just that he can be that big and move that well and control his body like he does. It's going to be what's going to be incredible is seeing uh, Stogner just in what I guess three months. I guarantee you that we'll walk out there and be like, that guy, it's physically changed. I think it's just the maturation process of an 18 year old going into what should be his first semester at college. He could carry 350 pounds and you wouldn't even really know it. Very easily. Very easily. So he's off, he's an offensive tackle, huh? I think he, if he weighed 350 pounds, <laughs> right, he would still look I think like he, a I tight think end. I think he moves a lot better than you Oh, think. I'm not going Greg oh. Calcaterra. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to go to that turf. But, like, that's – I mean, for people that have never seen him, he's that big. If he wanted to become an offensive tackle, he has – he's one of those guys that has that frame. He could do it. I'm not saying that's what he should do or anything like that. But, I mean, like, just to put a kind of perspective on it, if you have not seen him – Austin Sodner is just a large human being. Kerry, um, you know, he always kind of reminds me of, like, the 90s Oklahoma tight ends. That was actually one of the few positions Oklahoma produced some talent Steven in Steven Alexander. Guys like Ricky Brady and Steven Alexander and those kind of guys. Yeah, I could see that. I, 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 yeah, more like a um, Ricky Brady type, I would say. Because mm-hmm. I think Steven Alexander yep. was really under. I mean, he played in the league for a while. Have it, yeah. I think he got yeah, a really good was, second contract, too, because he built a big old house in Norman. Where was Alexander out of, Kerry? I can't remember. I'm trying to think of it. God, I, know it I was mean, it State. wasn't Chickasha, was it? It might have been. For some reason, Chickasha. Which is crazy to, to think. Ricky Brady? Yeah. That, no, Ricky no, no, Brady no. from Minnesota. No, 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 Ricky Brady oh, from West. Steven Alexander? Steven yes. Alexander, yeah. Sounds right. Was it Ricky Brady from Midwest City? Oh, no. Ricky Brady was a Patriot, my sir. Oh, my yeah. <laughs> so. Mm. Sorry to try and that deny is, you that. Yeah, we don't have a lot to claim, but we're claiming it. So. Chickasha fighting chicks. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, okay, that's good. As soon as you said it, Carrie, that kind of sounded right. Um, no, but I look, Braden Willis. I mean, getting to see him. That's why I like going out there. But good God, man, they are. I mean, Lincoln Riley is going to be able to dial up some serious shit with his big athletes on offense, like. You always wondered, like, okay, he's going to come in here. Is that going to kind of phase out and die out? Uh, but I think the fact, like, how much did Dimitri Flowers change the course of his offensive philosophy? A lot. Like, I mean, think about how much stuff out, they did with him. Yeah, when he figured out the things he could do with Dimitri Flowers, like, that, I think that, that'd be something really good to ask him. I mean... I think that changed the direction of, of his entire philosophy offensively. You know what helped, though, is you could leave... I think what helped Flowers the most is you could leave him out there to block so it wasn't 
it wasn't one of those things. Well, Flowers is out there; they're going to do something special. He could be out there every down. Yeah, and that's what's going to—it's going to be contingent on what can Brady Willis do as a blocker, right? Well, the thing about Flowers too is—and sorry, Jeremiah Hall, <laughs> might not work out. <laughs> I think we've been trending that while, while trending that way for a while. The thing about with me saying that probably solidifies him as Big Twelve newcomer of the year or something next year. And see, the thing about Flowers was he would always have his big games against the best teams because, yeah. like. When they'd play Ohio State, they were so concerned with Mark Andrews and C.D. Lamb. and Dimitri Flowers running away from that secondary is incredible. It's still incredible up in Columbus. That little dump pass, I mean, I bet that play might have been one of their most important plays out there. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt. They ran it again in Bedlam, too, didn't they? Well, that was more of a a swing pass, wasn't it? And they just found him open on the... I don't know what that means. It was just north, he was a guy side. that defenses wouldn't account for, and he they would and Lincoln knew that, and they just burn people left right. But I mean, back to Braden Willis. I mean, you think of the future there. He and Stogner, uh, and you know, then you have the receiving the young receiving talent that you have now. By the way, Jaden Hazelwood in a boot yesterday. Find out more. I I don't expect that it's serious. Right. It, it looked like one of those things that. Probably spring, sprained ankle. Yeah, you sprained your ankle. Chill. You need to wear a boot for a couple days, and yeah. If it was Texas, he's playing kind of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would hey, think so. You know, guys, talking about what you're talking about, though, to me, that's one of the more impressive things about Lincoln Riley because we can talk about all these guys like Dimitri Flowers and Mark Andrews and all these kind of big jumbo guys. They're all different. Like it's not like he's found this mold. And well, they've got to be this guy. Like he'll he just kind of finds a big athlete and says, "Okay, I could do this, this, and this with this guy." And when you talk to like talent evaluators, they talk about that being one of the primary, the really good ones. It guy, you know, and I hate to make the comparison, but like a Bill Belichick will find talent where maybe others were like, "That that guy can't do this. He can't do this." But Belichick will say, "But he can do that, and I can use that." And that's, I mean, like, Braden Willis is not a highly recruited guy. Neither was Dimitri Flowers. But Riley sees those guys and is like, okay, he can help me with this. I can open up this with that guy. And I just think it it says a lot for his offensive mind that they don't have to fit a role so much as being a good athlete and I can find a way to make use of that guy. And, and, And now you're starting to see that on the trail where kids are recognizing that, like Mikey Henderson. Five years ago, I don't think he commits OU. But when he sees what Lincoln Riley's able to do, he has enough trust that he knows, even though he's not going to play quarterback, like maybe he wanted to in the grand scheme of things, he knows he's going to be used as most effective as humanly possible and he'll get the most out out of his uh, talent there. That's a perfect point, Bob, because, I mean, they've sold a high school quarterback that probably could go – to a few places, like you look at what Kansas State was running the last couple years. Michael Henderson could go play quarterback at Kansas State. Like he could run that kind of offense. Um, and for him to be sold on what is basically being a glorified fullback, that's that's amazing. That not only is Riley that level of a recruiter, but he has that level of respect amongst high school players. That you know, if anybody can maximize me, it's Lincoln Riley. Is it just? You know, a, that, I think that's a great point. How much easier is it to do? I guess is it the easiest way to do it on the offensive side of the ball? You can't really do that on the defensive side of the ball, can you? 
You mean like f- f- just like find finding a guy to skilled to right? Yeah. And I guess they tried to do it a couple times, but it just hasn't really worked out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, guys, you look at it, it's kind of what Buki has been. Like, yeah. Just well, he's a good football player. We're going to find some way to make him work, and it hadn't really worked out. Same with Caleb Kelly. I mean, Caleb Kelly's probably the perfect example. There's yeah. nobody that doubts that Caleb Kelly is a talented guy, but Oklahoma through three years has found no way to effectively incorporate him. He was uh, he. I feel bad for him because his fortunes went right along with Mike's because Mike made that decision to move him to Will uh, and then to kind of pull him out of that and put him back where he would have been in a better position going into this year if he would have just taken that red shirt uh, and he would have stayed at Will because that's where he is. It's like you can't separate the decision from the coach. Yes, Mike Stoops got fired. Everybody wanted him fired, deserved to get fired. But that was the right decision to make him a Will because he's just not a Sam. I mean... And his, his athletic ability is to run sideline to sideline. He's an inside linebacker. He is an – like, his skill set fits the exact opposite role of the way he plays. Yeah. And that that's the weird thing. Like, you look at him and you look at all his measurables and all the things he can do, and you're like, okay, I know where he goes. And then you watch him play, and you're like, well, that doesn't work at all. So, like, it, it's a really – I mean, I, I won't deny, like, I think some of what I said sounds really harsh on Mike, but Caleb Kelly's an interesting fit. Like, it, it, it's going to take somebody finding something that can work for him that maybe is not real conventional for him to really maximize what he can be. Because, like I said, he's a talented guy. I don't think anybody has any questions. But especially in the Big 12, he's a tough fit. And it does, I mean, we've seen that before. I mean, we've seen really talented players that have come in. You know they're talented, uh, but they just don't don't have either the temperament or the uh, intelligence or, you know, the style of play that fits what they're capable of doing best. And, I mean, it's, it's really on Caleb Kelly at this point. I mean, they've tried everything that they could, put him at every position you could possibly put him, except for just tell him to gain a bunch of weight and try and play a defensive end. Um, but I mean, he's, he's, he's the same size he was basically since he's been a sophomore. Well, what's nice though is that he's, he's going through the spring actually healthy. I don't know how much it hurt last year for him to be going to that move with the shoulder yeah. issue yeah. and never going through spring That's practice, just mentally going through it, but never physically actually, actually getting a chance. So now that he's healthy, he sounded very self-assured Monday, like not questioning what his role is, what it needs needs to be if, like he's got a good bond with Grinch and Odom yeah and he likes Odom a lot exactly so he's in a good spot it is up to him now to make that next step that's going to be interesting I mean the inside linebacker is you know it doesn't get talked about a whole lot but you know we've talked about it probably more than the coaches have um but you know the Deshaun Watson or Watson Deshaun uh why Deshaun White uh I mean that's going to be because, I mean, everybody raves about him. But how are you going to get him on the field? He has a name that I honestly I'd completely forgotten about until you posted the photo gallery was Brian Osamoa. He looks good, too. So, I mean, they, they I, here's a you know what he, his physique reminds me of. It's like, oh, God, is he the linebacker version of Hatari Bird? Just looks really good but, everywhere. 
Like Atari Bird's a great example of a guy that didn't have a skill set for his, you know. Yeah. Didn't have, should have been a really uh, good player. I could have told you the minute we left Atlanta that that wasn't going to work out. When they didn't even know that, when him and, uh, oh, what was the kid? Uh, LJ Moore didn't know that Oklahoma was in the Big 12. I <laughs> could have told you that this probably isn't going to work from out. California. They don't know that well, stuff in it, California. It, hey, and to be fair, of the two, Hatari Bird had a much more successful career. Uh, that's debatable. I LJ mean, Moore had say... quite the profitable pimp game <laughs> uh, going well, to Norman. Oh my God, he. That's I, I'm not saying too. He yeah, no, he got arrested. Down his girlfriend, <laughs> a former OU cheerleader. Wow, one of that's, that's a, a that's a top right there. That's a top five all time story at OU football. And he's an odd looking fellow too. I know. No, he's not a very he's not a very attractive looking human being. Put it that way. Oh, I mean, like anybody that saw the HBO special in the '90s, like the pimps up and hose down, like those dudes aren't. You're not like, well, that's the dude I would think on the street that's just running all the girls. Like, they're never the kind of guy that, like, sh- like that you expect. Okay, girls would listen to what that dude has to say. It's some random dude that just is like a wizard with the things he says. I don't, I don't know he how must they. Have been do. But like, look, I mean, well, there's, there's three there's, options. There's, he was really, he had a lot of drugs. He had yeah, a big dick. Mm-hmm. Or he had a strong pimp hand. One of the three. There's like okay, so there's maybe like, more than one. There's oh, you can have all three. There's guys yeah, that sure. we like, Will Sunderland, you know, that does something stupid, and you're like, you feel like, oh god, I hate that that it happened. But how dumb are you? Uh, L.J. Moore, not 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 anybody that I particularly you know really liked on the recruiting trail. He was just kind of a rando kid. Good God, I respect the hell out of that kid. I mean, you you pimped out your own girlfriend. Like, that is... I'm sorry. That deserves some respect. Well, I'm sure he's getting plenty of respect right now at uh, Oklahoma County or wherever he's at. Thank you, serving time. If not, he'll probably come kill me for saying all this. So, <laughs> either way. Uh, yeah, is he still in the area? That's a good question. Yes, that, that's what I was wondering. I don't know. Maybe him, Roy, you know, maybe I, him I, and Roy Fincher, sweet mates. Oh, God. Oh, my I, God. I've really thought about the advantage of living in Houston, but I'm, I'm far less accessible Prostitutes. than you are to whoever we may piss off. I thought you were going to so say a better any, I mean, any prostitution. Of, my, oh. my biggest concern oh, is Oh, I just, would assume. My biggest concern is just getting murdered by someone else in the media. I think we know who that is. Yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, I think say it's kind I, of a running. Be a strong betting pool. That's a running runner, running futures uh, prop bet you can get. I it, think when the Oklahoma sportsbook opens. You're the favorite in that though, because you can't help yourself. That's fine. They can try. Ooh. Oh, uh, uh, the murdered. Is that what we're going with, Carrie? Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah Eddie for would sure. have to be strong betting favorite. I thought you meant murderer, and I was like, no, I don't see that for Eddie. But yeah. There, but the problem is to be killed. There are more unstable people now than there have ever been in the OU media pool. Probably so. My last request is to be like, run me through Burger King one time, and I'll be fine. <laughs> that's that's how uh, they get me. Okay. Just through the Ew. just the the uh, irony of getting murdered in the Burger King drive-through. Well, just if eating it, go, eating it too, probably go. be the way to go too. I don't think I've had it since freshman year. Oh, God. Oh, well. Doesn't Burger King have a fish thing? Now? I think they I don't do. Know. Yeah. I haven't that been there feels so like a long. way you could die without 
being murdered in the parking lot. Yeah, you don't even need to shoot me. Just feed me it. I would say (laughs) a filet of fish is probably one thing that's on a menu that is the longest time between me eating it. Just like I remember having a filet of fish when I was young. I don't. It. It. You might have. It might be thirty years. Thirty-five years. You're trying to upset me now. You love the filet of fish. Oh, filet of fish is like fixture for me, and I don't. I don't go to McDonald's much. Like, I mean, I would say once every three, four months. Like, I. I, I like some fast food, but McDonald's just not on my list. But if I go, there's a probably fifty percent bet I'm getting filet of fish. It's been so long since I've I had one even, of those. I don't even. Is it? Yeah. Is it, that's coming from a fat guy that <laughs> loves it, McDonald's. It's been so long <laughs> since I've had a fillet of does fish. Does it seem like fish, or is it? Is it just? Is it like eating a fish stick, a patty? It's yeah. I would say it's like a fish stick patty. I think that's a really okay. good way to put it. Um, I I think part of it is absolutely due to the fact that, and basically with what we've just said. I grew up with a mother that was not all that strong in the culinary arts. And <laughs> so, like, I either ate, you know, like, heated food at home or we went out to eat a lot. Like, so th- I think a lot of those things that kids probably should have known not to eat, I just never learned. And so I'm like, yeah, fish at a fast food burger joint. That totally makes sense. I should have that. There so, is, there is and a. Now I just like them. There's a McDonald's taste that I'll never forget that I really liked that I didn't even know if it, you can get it anymore. Like there's certain tastes like the combination of uh, chicken McNuggets and barbecue sauce. Like I don't do that very often, but when I do have it, it takes me back to my youth. But do you remember when you would go to birthday parties and they would have the McDonald's birthday cake? Mm-hmm. It was so. such no. an odd no. tasting cake, but it was really good. That is, I'm trying no, to remember. I don't remember that at yeah, all. you could go to birthday parties when I was a kid. I went to. I remember going to birthday parties at McDonald's, but I don't remember the cake. Yeah, yeah, they they had mm. cakes that you could get. You know what the best part about a well, any type of any the best part about McDonald's from, I guess up until like 2000. I don't even remember. I think it was late 2000s was the orange high C. And when they eliminated that, yeah. that was like eliminating part of my childhood. I was a big fan of Orange High C. Orange High C was the best drink you could possibly. They get. had that when I was in college. I would go through the drive-through just to get that. That was strictly a suicide if, part for me. I bet it would have been good with vodka. I never had that, <laughs> but I bet it was young. really good. Too young. That was that was the Eddie. shit. Orange <laughs> High C was amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, okay, so back on track. <laughs> We got sidetracked there for a second. As we said, we did talk to the defense uh, earlier this week. And uh, here's a little notebook that Eddie put together uh, just uh, on how things have been going and uh, kind of impressions of Alex Grinch so far. It's been a great uh, uh, spring for us and offseason. We've been working really hard. DBs have been making a lot of plays. Linebackers have been a real solid unit that everybody can lean on and we can be leaders of the defense. And then D-line's been making plays. They move a lot and do a lot of stunning and everything, and so that really helps them get in the backfield and, and have the opportunity to make plays, not just be 
out there with us. And anything get away, you know, he's he's gonna he's gonna preach it, and it's not gonna uh, he's not gonna let anything pass. Uh, and he's gonna bring up the uh, goals that we have set for ourselves every um, every day. And um, that's when I started to see everything change. Like wow, he's talking about effort, he's talking about this and that, and he's talking about if we want change, we gotta go do it ourselves. And he never let that leave our heads. It's been easy because he, he set the set the standard from the jump. You know, it's like they really and, and he's laid it out like flat and like clear for us. So if you're for your, if you're a guy that you know chooses not to, it shows. You know, it's the kind of the kind of scheme and the kind of what he's asked of us. Like it, it's literally like if you choose not to do it, it'll it'll show up on the field. So you know he, he makes it very clear. And um, like I said, guys guys have that want to. Guys want to make plays. Guys want to you know make an impact on the team. So it's kind of a situation where you don't want to be the guy that's not going hard because you know it affects the whole team. Let me ask you guys, Eddie and and Bob and even Josh. You want to chime in here? Like, what is your skept- level of skepticism anytime anything is said about the defense or how things are going? If if they say things are going well, like, you can believe, like, oh, we're not doing that. Yeah, I believe that. Like, oh, yeah, you, you suck today. Yeah, I can I can believe that. But when when they say, oh, we got a lot of turnovers, and I'm like, okay, we'll see. Uh, my first thought when they say that like, they— I'd say I'm probably at a— my level of skepticism is probably a 7.4. I'm not going to lie. It's like when I I think it was, uh, oh, I forgot who came in there and said that Buki had an interception in the scrimmage on Monday. And my first thought was, who fell down? What wide receiver <laughs> fell down? Was it like, how did, that, how did that happen? By the way, can we also stop writing 80 Miller stories? Can we basically, uh, Dennis Simmons the other day was asked about 80 Miller and his response was, well, you know, we have that slogan, we're too deep. He basically called 80 Miller depth. And I mean, I, I'd rather him do that than say, oh, he's he's going to be developing. Yeah, he's going to be a no. guy that. No, shout out to Simmons. Mean, let's, let's be honest. He's not. He's not going he to quit be. on his team, for one. Which is kind of weird uh, that he, I mean. And like, we have to keep asking that question. It's like, you know, how was it okay for him to come back? And oh, it was fine. Everybody was all for it. No, it's weird. He quit on his team. Like, I can tell you that does not go well when you come back. You're never the same. He lost his number to Drake. He did, didn't he? Well, Drake's going to have a better Drake career than Drake took him. his number. I didn't even realize that until just now. Because you showed me the roster the Drake's other day. Drake's going to have a good I didn't make. I didn't, I didn't put two and two together. I'm still all in. Drake's going to have a good career at Oklahoma. I agree. And he got his red shirt last I year, I could right? make a case. Uh, yeah. I could make a case that Drake will have more catches this year than A.D. Miller finishes finishes his career. With. Oh, I I think that's a fact. In fact, I'd say I bet he doubles it. What what is it? It's like seven. Seriously, <laughs> is it like it seven or nine? It's, I think it's twelve. No, that sounds right. I think AD you are. A.D. Miller right. has twenty one career catches. Okay. Oh shit. Going into this well, Drake's probably not going to get forty two receptions this year. I, I I mean, but I, think I mean, if like all, if you told me he got twenty five catches, I could buy it. I think if all goes to plan, I think Nick Basquin is your your inside receiver this year, uh, and then Drake is kind of his understudy. Not uh, Crawford. They've different different skills uh, skill set. Well, I mean, I, I don't think you shut the door on Michael Jones either. I, I feel like I, not yet, but you probably will soon. I feel like a broken Judging. record, and it always comes up. But I mean. OU on paper is going to have the best wide receiver unit that they've possibly ever had yeah, going leaving, into a season. We're leaving Trajan Bridges out too. I mean, I they have so many guys at skill positions 
Uh, it's just going to be about. Well, they got tight ends. They've got H backs. Yes. Got, I mean, they have everything. They have 2,000 yard running and why backs you returning. Say that? They have a guy that won a national uh, championship coming in at quarterback. If he can throw. Well, Tanner Mordecai has beaten him out, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fun summer, isn't it? I um, want to see this spring let me, game. Uh, like, I got, I'm getting reports today. Seven on seven went very well. <laughs> Tanner Mordecai, nine for nine. I can already, like, I, I think I'm going to, and, and remember this because I'm going to do it throughout the summer. I'm going to schedule. I'll put it on the board when I'm going to schedule all this. I'm going to schedule tweets and just put out there that such and like just completely bullshit, bullshit yeah. and see how many retweets it gets. It, you can do everything except you can't say somebody got injured because that will play itself out. But like you can literally well, a week make before a, the season, I'm definitely going to pick a starter and then say that his shoulder's falling off. We could. Well, that's happened before. Uh, we could literally make up anything we wanted to, and no one can refute it. And, and people have figured that out. Like I guarantee you, that happens. Like other websites that, you know, aren't credible, will just throw shit against the wall because yeah. they know you can't disprove them. Oh, we're definitely entering uh, the, uh, it's not the just silly will season. Have done. We're, yeah, we're definitely entering the silly season as far as. Um, once everything gets locked down, and especially when there's a quarterback battle, it's it's anything goes. It is. It's also on the Twitter streets like, or the internet streets. I don't know when it happened. It's kind of been trending this way for a while, but like it is full lockdown right now. Like I've never seen it locked down like it is right now at OU. Like I think there are people like. You know, that that used to be like a coach or something like that, you know, way back in the Switzer days or something like those kind of people can't just go to practice anymore. I just I don't know. It It's paranoia. It's whatever. But I just I don't understand it. Like they're well, on television. When, when Lincoln starts, uh, we think he really wants to go to the NFL. We can just say things like, well, Lincoln's paranoid. I don't know if he fits in the NFL because he never. He's very paranoid about information, and they have open practices in the NFL, and, you know, we'll just shame him. I don't think he can be shamed. You think he's probably killed people? I don't know, man. There's <laughs> a lot of land in Mulshoe. <laughs> I bet uh, Tanner Schaefer probably knows where some bodies are hidden. That's why he likes him so much. There's like a little <laughs> West Texas. There you go. They know where the Canadian and the mule shoe body dumps are at. Yeah, exactly. I think any person that grows up in a small town should know where to bury a body. I think that's a... You don't. I didn't grow up in a small town. No, I'm saying you don't. When you grow up in a small town, oh, you, you don't, don't know oh. where to bury bodies. Well, Played a lot of baseball with guys from Sealing and Comanche and Empire... They weren't. They didn't strike me as the. It's okay if we kill him. We can take care of it. Types. Yeah, those are usually the people that get arrested. And this is stereotyping in a pretty bad way, but anytime you see like people from a small town get arrested, it's like I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> uh. So yeah, I mean, look, I can't wait to see the spring game. But here's something that that I said to somebody the other day. I don't know why I haven't really thought of it in this term in these terms. But it's like, don't 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 get into this quarterback battle thing right now. I mean, don't don't try and. I mean, just like with the first scrimmage, it's like, yeah, we heard that Tanner Mordecai uh, was more impressive 
But here's the thing. Here's why it's stupid to even be interested in a quarterback battle. And that's this. Jalen Hurts has been practicing in this offense for eight practices. Well, seven. Eight will be today. You cannot judge. Like, you, Lincoln Riley, there is no way in hell he could decide a quarterback race until Jalen Hurts has been through these 15 practices through the entire offseason and some of fall camp. Like, that's the only time that you can judge whether he's the guy. And I, I totally believe that Tanner Mordecai looks more polished because he's been in this offense for a year. Like, Jalen Hurts, it's not a fair competition at this point. He's got to learn this offense. And when they play the spring game, I fully expect that, that, that Tanner Mordecai is going to look a little better than Jalen Hurts. Like, so don't go out there, like, thinking that, oh, we're going to find out who the starting quarterback is going to be today because it ain't happening that way. No, and I, it's it, it it's kind of what you just said. It's, it's important to remember that, I mean, the guy's been through, if you want to take anything out of the scrimmage on Monday and the little that we do know, he he's had six practices, and two of those were probably very much install type. Yeah. Like, this is what we do here at Oklahoma type thing. And a shaky offensive line, by the way. I don't even know if it is a, a real, like a, a true offensive line. So I, I, Bill Beatemba would be the first one to tell you. I, I think after the first practice, he was ready to kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he basically said that. Well, he's, I mean, he's been moving people. I think the only person uh, that has been in the same place is Adrian Ely, probably. Yep. Right tackle. He's moved tackles to guards and guards to centers. and I think that that Bray Walker thing is very intriguing. I never thought he was going to be a guard, but, I mean, just looking at him out there, A, just looking at the two lines that they did have out there in that li- limited time that we had, those guys are so big. Can you imagine? I mean, like... Those guys are so massive. Can you imagine if if Kyler had Daryl Simpson and Bray Walker as a starting guards? That's like... That's they like couldn't see over them. Yeah, like, it's like two Kylers. Yeah. They're basically two Kylers put on, stacked on top of each other. <laughs> But it does Can make you imagine, sense like, as the far pictures as pictures from the field. Oh my God! He, you literally could it's have just seen like it. A, it's just Kyler, like you can sort of see his feet sticking from like Bray Walker's, like between his legs and a block or something. It just it's just a little bitty his head pair, pair of sticks. His head would look like a pimple on somebody's ass. <laughs> it, it it does make sense though, as far as what Beatenbo was saying is you know Daryl Simpson and Bray Walker two. For how big they are, magnificent athletes. I yeah, mean, yeah. Bray was a terrific wrestler, and uh, Daryl was a basketball player, right? Yes. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good with quite him. a bit. Yeah, so. yeah. There were, uh, I mean, uh, you, know, you know, Neville Gallimore was bragging on Michael Thompson. Or Michael, uh, yeah, Michael Thompson yesterday. I, he's athletic. I mean, we, we've we seen him be able to move around. And he basically doesn't know what he's doing yet. Yeah. So he's still learning. He's learning from somebody that's it sounds like, pretty damn good. Sounds like that was a pretty good move for him. Pretty good move for you. Of course, you always I know what wonder, everybody's saying. Why don't we move the offense guys to defense? Because we suck on that side. And, there, and you know what? Hick guy, you're exactly right. I'm slightly. I, I'm, I should not have made fun of your accent. I don't know. I'm, I'm slightly optimistic about all those guys that return. I mean, if as inexperienced as the offensive line is, the defensive line is the exact opposite. You just ask who fell down when Buki intercepted a pass. No, I'm talking about defensive linemen. Oh, okay. I mean, I think Dylan Fahamatu is better than what we've seen. I, he, I think still, he's a very serviceable football player. Yeah, I, I mean, 
Neville's good. I think Ronnie Perkins is still a whole bag of potential. I mean, you can't say, oh, he's definitely going to be a stud. Statistic-wise, Neville Gallimore had a lot better season than I thought he had last year. Well, you guys told me that Q Overton had a great season last year when I said he's I still a run don't stopper. Think, I still don't Th- think he's that's any all, good. He's a run. He's a run stopper. That's what he not does. against Army. He guys, wasn't. I, I've talked to more than one person who tell, tells me there's a decent chance Jordan Kelly's the number two nose tackle next year. Hmm. Like they've, it's interesting. They've, I, I've heard some stuff that they're pretty impressed with him. Um, but I, I and, was slightly racist in that I confused uh, Jordan Kelly and Zacchaeus McKinney because I took like 7,000 Zacchaeus McKinney pictures because I didn't see it was 90, or 98 instead of 88. Oh. That's why there's so many so Zacchaeus it, it McKinney a racist photos. Thing. Well, if you can't tell <laughs> black people apart, you might be racist. Well, you well wonder. I mean, literally in a helmet, they like a football player kind of looks like a football player. Well, you wonder about like you, you can't Mc... you can't get mad because you can't distinguish the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, because they're like, oh, they all look. No, it's they're in helmets. Of course, they're they helmets. look alike. But you wonder about McKinney and Troy James. This is their th- third year? Do we wonder about Troy James though? We haven't really? heard any. It's their third year. Do in we the wonder program. if he's going to play fullback again. We don't hear I don't think anything he's ever... about him. I, I think Troy never... James is going into the long list of New Orleans talents that yeah, I, Louisiana I, talents that never played Oklahoma. No one has ever said, "Boy, you got to keep an eye on this Troy James guy. He's going to do something." Eh, he might open up a hole in goal line packages. But the, yeah, that. But on the defensive side, I've never heard. Well, I'll say this: I've heard negative things about him on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, twenty seventeen. I've never thought line. about that. Cody Ford's so, the. So uh, you just said that. Oh, Cody Ford is the exception to the rule. Well, no, look, Chris Brown, Nick Harris, both Louisiana guys, both really good players. Rufus um, Alexander. Rufus, but what what I was going to say though, Eddie, is I never really thought about it. Everybody that Oklahoma has done well with in Louisiana was not a New Orleans guy. Hmm. I'm trying to think of the New Orleans guy that has had success. Uh, Alex but, I mean, Williams. Rufus was Baton Rouge. Who was the wide receiver from Op Walker? Tyler Stratford. Yes, that was so fast. Yeah, wow. he's a good play. I mean, you know, um, maybe what happens is guys, uh, Courtney Garnett and uh, Joseph Paul. Joseph Paul, <laughs> Arthur oh, McGinnis, but. That's remember, that's the position Bob, that uh, to, that's the position that Troy James takes uh, over is Arthur McGinnis's position, which is currently one that I was very familiar with in high school. Left out. So you're saying Troy James is going to be a SoundCloud uh, artist soon? Is that what he's up to? <laughs> I think that's what I think he's a SoundCloud artist. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if OU's having to fight. Send your mixtape to me. I'll push it. The what? Arthur McGinnis, Arthur, we will we will put your song uh, as the the intro to the unofficial. Hell program. yeah, that'd be awesome. I don't know if we could. That'd be amazing. Is that committing an NCAA violation? I don't know. It hasn't stopped is he other still people. On scholarship. Let's commit a secondary violation. Did you see that? There's a kid that has a shoe company that plays for Syracuse. That's a receiver. He started a high end shoe company, really? selling uh, you know like Jordans and mm-hmm. stuff, like you know rare Jordans and things. When he was in high school, uh, and the NCAA is just letting him continue to do it. Really? Yeah. How does is, how does that work? Are, are they afraid of the Syracuse media? How, how does that happen? <laughs> that's a, that's a fair point. I mean, apparently because he had the the store set up before he was a recruitable athlete, 
he can continue to do it. But if he becomes a really good player at Syracuse, you going to tell me that people aren't going to pay $500 for a pair of shitty, you know, PG3s? Wow, that sounded like personal bitterness right there. Um, well, he almost, no, he almost but, you ruined know, guys, Zion's <laughs> career, okay? Hey, on a fitting note, um, EJ and Doma Ogar has started his own like clothing business. Yeah, yeah, that's he, he was doing that like, in high school, wasn't he? Yeah, he sent me a shirt. Like, I have one of his shirts. He was like, "You want to?" And I'm like, "Dude, is this is this NCAA? Like, is this okay?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah." Like, I mean, EJ being EJ, he contacted them. You know, kind of found out all the do's and don'ts and that kind of stuff. So, I. Presumably, with what you're saying, the precedent's been set that he can run that while he's at Oklahoma. Yeah, he could. I mean, if 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 that they're letting that Syracuse guy do it, that's wild. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's pretty cool, though. I like it. Um, any leftovers before we move on to recruiting? Just you know, kind of spring camp so far that's really stood out to you. Either either you guys. I don't think so. I. I it's been interesting. Maybe more it's, more it's, interesting than usual, just because there's so many new moving parts to everything out there. What's surprised me a little bit is that it's been more about Alex Grinch than it has been about Jalen Hurts. I just think it's one of the, with Jalen, it's one of those things like we're not going to know anything until basically August 30th. Yeah. Whatever it is. And can he get out there and play? When two I, think days we, are I think he can play, but I mean, I, it's just going to be, can he do it in a game? Can he do it against Houston? Like, I think that, I don't. Nobody's necessarily saying that OU has the toughest non-conference schedule in the world next year, but I think between Houston and UCLA, you're gonna have a pretty good idea of what this team is, which is a little scary. in the fact that I think you know anything that we know about Bill Beatenbone, the way that he works his offensive line, it usually takes three or four games. It could be pretty rough. Yeah. Now, what is what is using air quotes rough for Lincoln Riley a Lincoln Riley offense? Is that 35 points a game? I mean, because as we said, I mean, if as long as they can get the ball from the center to the quarterback, they're going to be just fine getting the ball to whoever. I'll say this. My, my prediction still stands that Jalen Hurts is the starter. I mean, and even if they're not 100% sure he'll start, I just want to see Tanner Mordecai and how far he's really coming. This, I mean, that's the one thing I'm going to take from the spring game is how good is he really? Does he look like he can be that guy? Can he be? Will you be able to tell that though in the spring game? I think you'll be able to tell just the way that more than you will Jalen carries himself. I guess it's kind of a weird way to say it, but I'm starting. I'm I'm really starting. Like, should we send TCU back to the Mountain West Conference for a year? I mean, to not have a spring game. In the big, I mean, that's embarrassing. Are their numbers just really bad? Like well, they must have a terrible walk-on program. Well, Patterson said that they have literally half of their rosters out. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of insane to me. That's bullshit, though. I mean, that that that's just total bull. He means half of his roster is dinged up. Yes, like it doesn't mean that they all are in crutches and boots. I and- jo- I joked with you guys the other day, but. Hazelwood with that boot on, Theo with the little yeah. cast thing on his yeah. on his thumb. I wouldn't be surprised at all in two weeks if oh God. we arrive sat- that Saturday that's on the, the 14th and anyone, they're like, that's the last yeah. thing anyone at OU wants you saying right now. Well, remember last year was. But you should definitely buy your spring game tickets. <laughs> 
Last year it was Pledger and Redmond that we didn't know right. until the day of right. that they weren't going to play. I mean, there'll be some guys that you want to see that'll be out. That's just the way it works. But to cancel your entire spring game, I mean, that's not a real football program. I'm sorry. It's not. You're not a big time football program if you if you cancel your spring game. And that it, I mean, well, and, and with what you're talking, about, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm done ranting. No, what, what I was going to say is, you know, it makes it, it makes your argument because do you know why you can make that choice? Because about 4,500 people were going to show up yeah, to the spring game. Yeah, Like, people would riot at OU, at Nebraska, at Ohio exactly. State if you cancel the spring game. Go back to the Mountain West, TCU. I'm done with you. I can't even imagine what the people in Nebraska would do if they canceled the spring game. That's like... I mean, Kansas is bringing in... But, uh, Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Yeah, Rick That's Ross was Kansas. cool in 2003. Yeah, I know. Still, or maybe I'm out of the rap game. Still, I don't know. Is Ludacris, is he any more relevant? Oh, no. I think that's dumb, too. What is the Rick Ross, the the, the big hit for him? Oh. It's the one that repeats over and over. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I keep getting a little John. It was featured in a movie. Like uh, this segment of white guys talk rap music has <laughs> not gone well. But no, I can mean, we talk Eminem now? <laughs> this is for all the this is for all the sponsors that did not want to be part of. Is this racist? We're we're gonna bring it back to you, full circle now. Um, hustling. hustling every day. I'm hustling every day. I'm hustling, hustling. Yeah. yeah, we might just want to delete this part. <laughs> If there was any doubt, because of these voices, leave some to be questioned. We are all white. Very much. Uh, can this can Soonerscoop.com at this point, can we uh, go ahead and give our vote of confidence or endorsement to uh, the 60 Crips? <laughs> I stand with Russell. I stand with Nipsey, by the way. Look, that whole thing is so stupid. Like, he's not honoring the Crips. I mean, Nipsey Hussle is known for getting out of gangs and being constructive and doing things in L.A. and uh, you know, building community, you know, community centers. If you would and stuff take some like time that. to read about the guy, you would be okay with. Like, not even some time. Just take ten minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> My Nipsey, God. Enter on Google. That's all you had to do. Um, can we stop the pod exactly at sixty minutes? That'd be cool. We actually could because we're I mean, just to show our solidarity. We're, we're approaching. Well, I tell you, let's, let's let's get to recruiting. Let's get to recruiting. Uh, the reason that Lincoln Riley will never. I mean, by the way, like how horrible are you at recruiting TCU? Like to not have a spring game in this day and age. My God, Gary Patterson, you are going down in flames. But the reason Lincoln Riley wants such a big crowd, and the reason he's fine with uh, a hack country artist playing, which I'm going to get in trouble for that because Dusty's apparently really good friends with. Lee Bryce. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, I like boy. he sang it like Erlacher's Wedding or something. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, and he got to know him there. And so I was ripping on him one day and I got some angry texts from Dusty. Um, but anyway, the reason that he wants people in the stadium is because they've determined that this is the, you know, fit for their recruiting calendar. They love this being a big recruiting. And I think after last year, they went in kind of like, oh, well, we'll try it. And if it doesn't work, we'll adjust. 
But you know what? It was gangbusters, and they want to do it again. Uh, so how are things shaping up, guys? Uh, jo- Josh, we'll start with you. How are things shaking up uh, in terms of them getting commitments from the names that they really want to come in? Well, you know, you look at the visitor list that we've already put together, and it is – they are, you know, you've got five-star guys like Brian Breesey. Uh, we're pretty confident that um, Keely Ringo will also be in attendance. Ooh. There's been some, yeah, there, there was a whole thing last week. He ran into our guy, or his mother ran into our guy, Rob Cassidy. Eddie. And she was like, yeah, we're going there next weekend for the spring game. And he was, and he, he, he kind of messages me, and I'm like, well, that's cool, but the spring game's not next weekend. <laughs> so Come on. I, I, I think... <laughs> You yeah. can go, so I think man. there was a little bit of, and, well, it was funny because she was like, well, I'm not sure if, you know, I'm going to be able to get off work for it and all that kind of stuff. And, and I kept being like, tell her that it's not next weekend. So all of these problems may be completely unrelated. So we'll see. But yeah, I definitely expect Ringo to be there. I think that's clearly the expectation. Um, you know, Chris Tyree, uh, Gary Bryant, the, the rivals 100 receiver from California, um, you know, you go down the list, and there's just big-time guy after big-time guy. And then there's some guys that you can tell Oklahoma just likes. Um, the Antoine Powell-Ryland kid from Virginia. Um, Derek Bermudez from Florida. I mean, there, there's some guys that maybe not everyone knows, but when you watch them on tape, you're like, wow, this is just a good evaluation by Oklahoma. So I, I think you're looking at another really good weekend. Uh, one of the big Any ads from kind of last week. No, shockingly, no, no white there safeties. Not. Um, Dang it. There's still time. There are, There's still time, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The old, I mean, Brian Brisey on the defensive line, that, that's the one white guy that I can confirm. Um, a Barisi? The, um, wow. Uh, Br- the twins. Ebony North's finest. Yeah. That was a, I think I played freshman uh, ball against those guys. You want to talk about. One of them tore their, his ACL against us. talk about drama. That was like. I think that's the first real, like, just kind of dr- the Barisi brothers. Why was, one was better than the other. Well, it was and... just so dramatic. Like, they, they, you know, they weren't happy. They were not, you know, they were oh. happy. That, you know, one might leave. It was like, that's where, to me, kind of like the message board rumor insider stuff began. kind of really started. The Barisi brothers. Yeah, the the thing that always, for some reason, you know, like you just have weird things that stick out to you about a recruitment. The thing I always remember about those two is that they were not allowed to go to Reggie Smith's announcement at Edmund Santa Fe because Ben was already committed to OU and the NCAA literally oh, told him yeah. you cannot go. Yeah. And so there was this whole thing on the day of, and you're like, what the hell? And like Ben and Joe had known Reggie for years. Like it wasn't like a thing like that. They were, I mean... I'm sure Ben wanted him to go to Oklahoma, but they were just friends. They were going to support their buddy, and they couldn't go because of NCAA rules. So, I mean, it's just Why, some of that stuff is always weird to remember. Why does the NCAA even get involved in something like that? That's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, I, like I mean, it, it, that's a rhetorical question. Oklahoma. Like, NCAA is dumb as f*** as usual. But. Well, there was a time when, I mean, they were just, I mean, they, I think the whole getting sued and, the you know NCAA football thing it's and I think all that stuff has loosened up some of the the you know the harshness of their rules a little bit well you you can transfer and I mean, be the, eligible yeah, the you can be eligible for no shit. reason yeah <laughs> basketball you thought football was fun to follow if like if you're a basketball program and you don't have a kid in the transfer portal 
Like, what I don't you, know what, what you're doing. doing. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's insane. Which uh, I don't so, expect so anybody from Oklahoma. News here, guys. Freeman, Freeman, and Lazenby. Those guys don't. <laughs> people that play. We have some breaking news, Josh. Uh, breaking moves. Yeah, Michael Wyman, the, <laughs> uh, the the wide receiver that was expected to be an official visitor for the spring game, but has since kind of backed off of that. He is going to announce his decision on April sixteenth. So I think we can. Pretty All much right. toss him off of Oklahoma's list. Yeah, I think that's that's clearly not going to happen. I think most people are expecting it to be South Carolina. That's the worst breaking news ever. It's we not wasted our time. Sexy. But I mean, I know a lot of people still were like, like I still get Michael Wyman questions when it's yep. been pretty clear for about two weeks that he wasn't coming in. Yeah. So I and I, I think I I don't. There's nothing that's been more interesting to me, and we'll get back to the the visits, Bob. You know, and you could uh, I'll add into this as you want to. What's happened at receiver over the last few weeks has been nuts. Really interesting because it is like weird. it's not like at DB where there's been coaching changes and Oklahoma kind of had to work through what they had. It's like at receiver they like woke up one day and thought, yeah, all these guys that we were pursuing, we're not sure about this. We want to tap the brakes a little bit. And you're like, well, why? Why did you take Kendarius Taylor to begin with? Why? Why did that happen when? No one should have been more informed on what he is as a kid, where he is academically, all that stuff, than you all. And you still went back and got him the second time. I mean, don't get me wrong. Dennis Simmons is a fantastic recruiter, really underrated nationally, all these things. But, like, it, it was, it's just been weird to watch. And I don't know that I can fully grasp what, what's kind of transpired. What it made me think was that after the 19 class, they didn't expect it all to be able to land top 2020 kids. So they were just going to take some secondary targets and then realize their top targets actually are still interested. And so it changed everything up. That That's how I, I, I see it. Yeah, I, and I mean, it, I think it's a really good point. And especially, Bob, when you look at the timing, that was almost immediately after the Jalen McMillan. Right. Exactly. And I think that's real interesting to look at. And the other thing about that it too is, I mean, you're gonna get yourself in a situation if you if you're like, okay, well we're not gonna get a bunch of five stars again, so let's recruit some evaluated guys. Like, then you're just running the risk of having a bunch of guys come in realizing they're not as good as the people that are there, get frustrated, and then just transfer. Yeah, I mean, and you'll uh, just decimate you're, the entire you're class because right. you've sort of the two classes I've always looked at are twelve. 17, when you had Sterling, Duran Neal, Trey, McTwire, Derek Woods. Not DGB. That 13 class ended up being complete garbage. Yeah. KJ Young, uh, Cavill, who didn't even last. God, those are some names. (laughs) Like, Jordan Smallwood had the best career. Austin Bennett didn't last a year. All those cigars that Jay Norvell wasted. Man. So so that's always been my, like, thing. You have one great year. You know you can't get back-to-back great years because kids won't stay. But I think, oh, you can, and now they realize that. And so they're going to make that effort for 2020 to be just as good as 19. I mean, did did those – any of those – did those three guys combined (laughs) have over 10 receptions in college? Cavill and – who was the other guy? Uh, Austin Bennett. Austin, yeah, Austin oh, Bennett. Austin Bennett. I bet they did. The it. infamous "I'm Austin" moment. Yep. When Pete Morris <laughs> brought him in, and he thought he was Stan yeah. Von Stan Taylor. Stan Von yeah. Taylor, Austin yes. Bennett. <laughs> and people were like, "So, uh, Stan Vaughn and 
that he was on stopped the, the guy mid sentence. He goes, "I'm Austin," like pounding on his chest. Like he was talking to somebody that was. You want to uh, talk about racist? Like, Pete like, Morris could not identify black people. He couldn't, at no, he he couldn't identify people. anybody. He couldn't get he thought, white people. He thought that Brandon Green was uh, Austin, Woods. Austin Woods. Yes, it's like. Here's Brandon Green, and you know everybody knew that Austin Woods was going through uh, chemo at the time. And the first question of Brandon Green is like, "How's it going? Like, how's it going? Like, it basically, generic. like, I can't believe you're alive." Type thing. It was and like a twenty question. He was thing. like, "What? what? <laughs> no, 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 no! It, it wasn't. It wasn't Austin Woods. It was like he just didn't announce. He just brought out a guy that no one had ever seen before or talked to. I thought he said it was Austin Woods because no, no, everybody no. thought that it was Austin. No, no, Woods. no. Everybody's trying to guess, like who was it? And so it was like they were playing. We were playing twenty questions. So you start, like, yeah. You're like, who? Are you? Who? How's the depth how's chart the at your de- position? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, it's do, it's good. Like, Damn it, no hits. <laughs> that didn't do it. And so it's like, oh, so he's um, not a cornerback. <laughs> so how is your relationship with your coach? Oh, it's good. Damn Dang it. it, you didn't say the coach. <laughs> those yeah. were some. Those were some Glory good days. old days. If you're Glory wondering days. about who we're talking about, too. Uh, you can find a picture of Frank Beamer after uh, a Virginia Tech game with a clueless SID behind him. That's who we're talking we about. We need to ask Shane about that. <laughs> oh, we, we've had Oh, I bet discussion. he has some great stories. <laughs> we've had a discussion or two. So um, good. So, anyway. Uh, but, guys. Yeah, back. Go ahead, Josh. I, I did want to say what you guys were talking about when we were talking about receivers. And, like, Eddie, you were talking earlier about maybe OU having its most talented group of receivers maybe ever. The guys that would be fifth-year seniors and seniors, listen to this two classes, Dahu Green, John Humphrey, A.D. Miller, Zach Farrar, Adrian Hardy, and Michael Jones. Yep. That, that is two Sheesh. back-to-back classes of receiver if you leave out D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook in 2015 is oh. the one shining star of those seven standouts. Um, well, in, in a way, it... You look at Oklahoma's success over even like the last, I don't know, three years. It's been pretty contingent on very, very key transfers. But it's an an unprecedented time in OU receiver history when you start with Sterling. Yeah. And you go to DD. Right. You were just looking at one guy. Yeah. Then you got Marquise and CD now. I mean, there's never been a string of national receivers like that. No. And they 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 well, only recruited and how reliant is one of them out of high school, and it was because basically is he grew up a Oklahoma yeah. fan. Bob Stoops was his his you know almost yeah. his stepdad. Yeah, man. basically, it's wild. They've been very lucky. They've been very fortunate. They've been. It's been so much about that one superstar, and it's not what you always expect out of like it's kind of spread ideal where oh we're going to put the ball everywhere and we'll just go to wherever the open man is like. OU's done a really good job of turning a wide receiver into a superstar when you can, you know, just like the guys you're listing. I mean, Shepard's having a really nice career. D.D. Westbrook's off to a nice start. Uh, you know, Marquise Brown's probably going to be a first-round pick. C.D. Lamb probably on the same trajectory for next year. So Could be the and, best yeah, out And of then, all you know, you – yeah, yeah. I mean, and then you throw in three five-star freshmen and Charleston Rambo, who – made a humongous play against the best, you know, one of the best defenses in college football last year. And by the way, can we say this now about uh, Sterling Shepard's recruitment? Go ahead. Yes. Put it out there. That Jay Norvell did not want to offer him a scholarship. And basically Bob Stoops said, so crazy. No, we're offering this kid. I don't think I ever knew that. Did you not know that? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I ever knew that. That's wild. Yeah. 
Well, keep that's because you know he needed room for Austin Bennett. That that's Oklahoma loving their OK preps guys, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he would have gone, if he, if, he's a, if he was from Tulsa, he never would have got that offer. Am I right? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, he'd have been on Twitter hating. So Tulsa. I think it or worked Broken out. Arrow? I think it worked out pretty well for uh, Broken Arrow is Tulsa, right? They're two different towns. Yeah, but when I say I'm going Uh-oh. to Tulsa, <laughs> eh, I guess you I could mean, say either or. I don't know. Do Broken really Arrow weird. people identify themselves? Do they say I'm from Broken Arrow, or do they say I'm it's from just like Jinx. Tulsa? It's just like Jinx. There's a Jinx and there's a Tulsa. There's Broken Arrow. There's Tulsa. There's a but, Wasso and there's. But Tulsa. I've always been caught up on there's this Sand because Springs Josh and there's Tulsa. When I, Parker, I say that I'm from Oklahoma City, yeah. I don't say I'm from Putnam City. But that's not exactly. a real that's, place. That's not a location. There's no Putnam City. Yeah. It's it's a it's a yeah. That's true. What would you? Well, I wouldn't say from Bethany. I, okay, there's an it's Edmund, kinda, but there's there's not. It, a it matters if you're there. from there. Yeah. Like if I'm talking to Putnam someone City. in Houston, they're like, "Where are you from?" I'm like, "I'm from Oklahoma City." But if I'm talking to like you all, I can say Bethany, and you know what I mean. Like yeah. you know what that is. Somebody in Houston's gonna be like, "I don't know where the hell Bethany is." And it's the same deal. Like, if I talk to people in Oklahoma, I'm like, I live in Houston. I don't say Clear Lake or Pasadena or wherever else. Like, I it's I, I say the general, you know, like, because you're not there's no frame of reference. So, I mean, it, it's I, it's really funny that we had the Nipsey Hussle conversation because he, I, I, there was a thing this week I saw with him talking to, like, Puff Daddy or something. Or Diddy, or whatever the whatever the hell he goes by now. Well, he's just um, at the, he was just at the Texas about, Tech game. Yeah, he he was talking about, um, you know, if I'm talking to an LA guy, I say I'm from you know this, or you know I'm from Crenshaw, I'm from the six, you know whatever. And then if I'm talking to a dude from New York, I'm like I'm from LA, you know, like it, it, yeah. it's kind of the same conversation that you that people that don't know it doesn't mean anything to them. So if you say it, they're just going to look at you. So, sorry, another weird aside. No, but uh, just to kind of wrap it up, I mean, we you were going down the list of guys. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to include there. Josh, I've, what, what I've been a little surprised about, last year it felt like it was all spring game. We had some good kids come in last weekend, and I feel like we got some more coming in right now and this this weekend. I feel like it's spread out a lot more. It's it's crazy, Bob. I mean, OU had a top ten player in the country on campus yesterday, and I he's admittedly a quiet kid, so it's kind of tough. And I'm, I, you know, for those wondering, I am trying to track him down. I know our guy Chad Simmons is going to talk to both he and Brock Vandergriff, the 2021 quarterback that was there. Uh, the guy I'm referencing is Eric Gilbert, a big kind of tight end, D end athlete. He he was at the five star last year, kind of that. O.J. Howard-looking guy that you're just like, holy crap. Like, he, he just, when you draw up a big athlete like we're talking about earlier in the pod, that's the kind of guy you're talking about. Gilbert, 6'5", 240, natural receiver, could play defensive end. I mean, he's just one of those guys where you don't really care where he plays. You just want to get him on campus and let it sort itself out. So, um, he was on campus. I'm told that went well. Uh, Brock Vandegrift's kind of an interesting thing. We'll, we'll see where OU sees him because it looks like they didn't offer him. So I kind of thought maybe that would happen. They, they still kind of are being patient with that 2021 stuff. I don't know if that's 
due to we want to wait until we have the 2020 situation figured out or <coughs> excuse me or what that could be so we'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out but yeah I mean then you go back into night last week OU offers Jonah Monheim uh, the offensive lineman from Southern California that came in um, I'm gonna forget a couple I, and there's two guys I'm trying to think of right now that I know we're on um, Manning. Prince of man Mullane he yeah he was on campus Dante Manning was on campus Dante Manning sounds like OU hit it out of the park. I mean, that, that, that sounds like that visit went as well as it could have. He, OU feels good about where they are. It, it seems like that's a good situation. With Princely, I, I kind of get a similar impression, but my problem with Princely is he goes to Oklahoma once, then he goes to Texas three times. Like, it's just you, you kind of end up where you've been going over and over again, and he's been going to Texas over and over and over again. And at some point... I just think that's a tough hill for OU to climb. Hey, Josh, I just, uh, look, looking at Brock's Twitter, on January 29th, he said he was offered by OU. Okay, well, then I'm just an idiot. I have totally missed that. So, you know, disregard literally everything I've said. Um, no, I, God, I just, I, I whiffed on I was that trying to think I why I followed him, and that, that would be why I, I'd follow them. Well, you still got to gotta wait. Okay. I mean, Oklahoma still has to check out the transfer market uh, by the end of <laughs> 2019, so you never know. Yeah, that's okay. Well, th- like I said, I have Does, clearly just forgotten that, thanks to offers that happen, you know, three days before signing day. That's weird that that doesn't stick in my memory. Can't wait till Brew McCoy transfers back to USC and the NCAA makes him immediately eligible. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> you think he's anti making out with his coach? <laughs> That's going to be his hardship. That, I, I didn't want Brew to McCoy is the face of the Me Three movement. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard about the Me One movement either. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, the, I, the worst part is you're you're not sure that Eddie actually doesn't understand those are not spelled the same. I mean, I, oh, I'm it's T O O. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And me yeah. also. Yeah, buddy. All right, I got it. <laughs> Eddie was just thinking of the me three way movement. Don't want to be bad. All right. That's uh, a movement everybody could get behind. Hmm. Guess you're, I didn't know you were swinging on your Disney vacation next week. I, there has to be a there. I bet there. I guarantee you, there's a portal of Disney World that is for the swinging movement. Everyone on the message board I, will be happy to know. Report back uh, that uh, I will be working very hard next week. You'll see a lot of me. Won't be able to talk about if I'm sick or not because Josh is going to Disney and Eddie is going to the Masters. So it's holding it, we're holding we're down the southeast. Considering. Uh-huh. We're holding down the southeast corner. We're, we're of the literally country. the Georgia Florida line. We have a yeah. oh God, stop that. <laughs> we literally have a new uh, company policy getting ready to be invoked. No Disney trips during during the final week of spring football. What's What's amazing <laughs> is that you guys all realized it before I did. Like I've been updating Junior Day stuff for a month, and then like ten days ago, I was like. Oh, shit. Like, it, it didn't – I just didn't put the two things together. It is together. really weird. Well, I mean, I guess we, we live our lives by when spring practice starts and ends and yep. when the spring yeah. game is. Uh, yep. You have the luxury of yep. living and, your life knowing when the five-star challenge is and the Dallas and Houston rivals camps and spring exactly. practices I mean, and high school and all that. 
you, you guys want to talk about the fact that the Atlanta rivals on a Friday instead of a Sunday and how much that is bringing joy into my life because I don't have to miss my whole weekend. I'm, I'm really excited about that. That so, is I mean, pretty I can, dope. I like that. We, we can talk about that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of awesome. Now, we'll see what the turnout's like. That's going to be... That's going to be kind of unique, but um, but no, it's 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 really cool. Since it's, it's on Easter weekend, they're doing it on Friday, so I like it. Oh, is that one that is? What golf event are you covering <laughs> that weekend? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. I didn't know when it when is Easter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The twenty first. Of what month? Of, of April. Can't wait okay. to get to church. April. This isn't the five star. I don't want anybody to get confused. This is just the Atlanta oh. Rivals well, game. Well, yeah, why yeah, do we this care? Is I was like, <laughs> have we announced <laughs> that yet? No, no, I didn't. I didn't release that. I, I have been told it will return to Atlanta, but I have been given no definitive dates. So, and I feel confident in saying I will not be there for you, Bob. I, I'll be you there. Know, Baby machine. Bob wasn't there. <laughs> That's right. I'll be there. <laughs> You know, Carrie, I love this because as soon as I get off the track, we have Bob there to, you know, bring baby making back into the Sooner Scoop world. I don't like babies. You I don't, do. I don't like okay. Babies. I don't like people that have babies. I All your time should be focused on Sooner Scoop and that's it. I don't like golf. That's why I'm here, boss. I don't like golf. Well, you have the Masters as your child now. I'm pretty excited. It's going to be awesome. And... Eddie, let's be honest. Like fifteen years from now, we're, we're children are going to come back into your life. You know, Dad, I never knew you. You know, there's, there's going to be a thing. It's just going to be different for you than for it's Bob. Be like and that I. horrible Vince Vaughn movie. I'm say stop oh right. I'm say stop right there. We'll prove it on Maury. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe you unless Maury tells me. You don't look like me. Well, well, I would have to think any of your children. To where rivals hate so you. I would have to think that your your. That's why I want to get those shirts made. I want to give them out of Shackertees. What? I don't understand what that is that you just said. What? Never mind. Okay. (laughs) What? No, I want to know. What? I want to know what Shackertees is. I was joking. Like. Girl stays over, you just give them a shirt because they're not going to wear the dress or whatever that they wore out the night before. So it was Shackertees. You're hearing Shaq, and I believe he was going with Shag. Oh. No, Shacker. Like, oh, Shacking Up. Oh, Shacker. Shacking Up, yeah. So you just, have a, you just have a collection of t shirts that you give out to people you shacked up with. It's a little Greek. Yeah, I wasn't in Vernacular. That is. That is. GDI. Well, I, mean, I was too busy playing baseball, what can I say? And shitty Juco. Oh, everybody drink. Carry, carry baseball reference. <laughs> oh, trust me. Everybody's drunk already because of your Disney stories, all right? We, we've, we've had a lot of Josh children conversations. So, yes, they're, everybody is blacked out at this point. We saw, okay, so uh, Josh is pretty close to uh, having a full broadcast set up. Uh, we were a step close. Hopefully he sounded better today. Uh, he's going to get even better. But when I called Josh... To set things up, I could hear a vacuum in the background. I thought it was a vacuum. And and so Josh just has a robot vacuum that just goes through his house all the time. Like, he says it runs when we do podcasts all the time, but that was the first time we... So you've just had, like, a robot vacuum while you're doing... That's kind of... That kind of was disturbing to me. 
Um, yeah. It shows we, me your now, commitment well, to the pod. It runs three days a week, and it, we always, almost always record on Wednesday, and Wednesday is one of those days it runs. And so it just, it just so happened to run. But honestly, like, it was one of those things where I'm always waiting for you guys to be like, Josh, what the hell is that? Because there's all these other noises I make that I always hear about, and that one, I can hear it through my headphones, and I'm always like, that's got to be loud, right? But you guys never say anything, so I'm like, well, they would tell me if they could hear it. So it would just run, and it never seemed to distract anything. But with our new fancy uh, connection, it, um, it, was, it was audible. And for those wondering why we had to have a RoboVac, um, poor Lainey, as a, as a child, uh, was, was a bit of a drooler. So, you know, uh, hello to her future boyfriends that are listening to this podcast. Um, and, and she'd be crawling on the carpet. And we have two damn dogs. And there would be, like, dog hair. And she'd come up, and there'd be like dog hair, like on her chin, and you're like, "That's super gross." <laughs> so we got a RoboVac that vacuums as often as possible and keeps the dog hair off of our children's chin. So it's, I mean, it's it's a really obvious story. I'm sure everybody knows that one. <laughs> Your poor daughter. Oh, the therapy. I mean, you know, I hope that she I, doesn't. I've, I've like, set aside some money for it. She better not date someone uh, who you know, someone's son that's growing up right now. It's a big OU fan that listens to this podcast. Like, that would be bad. It's possible, because there's a few OU flags in our neighborhood. So, I mean, it, it could happen. There There's, I mean, I, I don't think so, but... They do have a lot know, of Houston there, There's the possibility. What were you saying about yes. that? Uh, what were you saying about the house that has the rainbow flag that you go by and occasionally uh, throw eggs at? <laughs> well, I, I didn't care. Know. I did. It's 2019. It doesn't matter to me, but I didn't know if you wanted to bring I, that out to... I mean, I see the guy. I, I don't know him. He just drives a big truck. I, I don't know anything about him. So, right, right. totally, totally unrelated guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's going to do it uh, before Eddie <laughs> goes any further into his joke bag. Uh, thank you to Josh McQuistian. Sounded uh, beautiful today. Thanks to Eddie. Thanks to Bob. Uh, I am Kerry Murdoch. We'll be back again next week to preview the red and white game. Uh, well, Bob and I will be back next week. To preview the red and white game. Uh, I could call in. Could you? Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. Isn't that the I last day of practice? I can see if Mickey will join us. Round? Yeah, that'll that be the par uh, three? par three day. You got to get, yeah, you got to stand next to, what, you stand next to the ninth? Is it, It's just a nine hole course, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's like a little. Is the ninth, is the ninth where Jack uh, Nicholson's grandkid hit it in last year? Uh, I don't remember if ago. it was the ninth, but it, it was during the par three course. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Awesome. There's a supposedly there's like a place in between, like I want to say like the third or fourth hole that you can sit, like a huge hill. They tee off over you, and then you can see like them coming back towards you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm It'll sure be. everybody scrambles to get a spot at Amen Corner. Yeah, during the tournament, and I guess there's a guy that uh, Steely was telling me. There's a guy that. Like works the twelfth hole. He's from Oklahoma. Uh-huh. He does it every year. So I guess we're gonna try and he'll hold some seats. So for is this us or your something. first time to Augusta? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. That's unbelievable. It's gonna be cool. All right. Uh, well, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, we'll figure out who is gonna be here, who is not. But spring game coming up. Uh, so lots to talk about. Uh, we're going out to practice again today. We'll have a couple, uh, another practice before we talk to you guys next week. Remember, uh, SoonerScoop.com. Go sign up. Uh, never a better time right now, especially with spring football and then the Rivals Camp Series going on. Uh, Josh is going to be headed to uh, Atlanta, and then we got the Five Star Challenge coming up as well. 
Uh, and then, guess what? We'll be back at fall camp before you know it. So uh, go check it out. Sign up. Uh, and uh, we'd love, love for you to be a part of our community uh, at the Crimson Corner as well. So thanks for listening. We'll see you guys back here next week on the Unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com.